0: Today, we are diving into the world of artificial intelligence, often referred to as AI. AI has come onto the scene recently like a whirlwind and like with any new technology, we are sensing a bit of hesitation and uncertainty as to how this new resource will change the roles of travel advisors. You may have already heard about ChatGPT, but now there are also travel-focused AI platforms that can help individuals plan their itineraries without having to spend time on Google or or working with an advisor. Hey, it's your travel industry best friends, Robin and Jen from Teeth.
1: We're obsessed with practically anything that touches your business and allows you to scale to the level of success that you've always dreamt of.
0: With Robin's background in sales and marketing and Jennifer's
1: experience as a management level HR professional,
0: we grew a small itinerary creation company into a multi million dollar travel agency, and now we aim to help others skip the hard stuff and get right to the big wins.
1: We're probably each recording this holding a glass of wine. So pour one up with us, grab a seat, and join us to talk all things travel and business.
0: So the question is, should we fear this new technology? Is it actually going to replace the Modern Travel Advisor?
1: Before we address those questions, we are fortunate to have our very first guest on the TikToks podcast. We are here today with Grace McBride, founder of Lucia, an online marketplace where you can outsource your task list to do's to industry professionals. So welcome, Grace. We are so excited to have you. To kick us off, we want to get to know you a little bit. So can you share a little bit of your background, particularly in the tech space?
2: Yeah, of course. Thank you guys again so much for having me. So excited to be your first guest. As you guys know, because we've worked with you many a times, I actually started off in the travel industry as a travel advisor. I did that for about three and a half years, kind of while still at college. And by the time I had graduated, I realized that I needed to help support travel advisors, help the small business owners, similar to you guys. And that's we share a lot of similar passions in that way. And I realized that our first company, TripKit, needed a tech aspect added to it. And so... We've been working over the last three years now to build out a product within the tech industry. So in terms of coming from a tech background, I come from more of a travel advisor, user experience, and just trying to learn as I go. But as a result of my new job, now we have to be much more on the creator side of it and and deep into the tech world itself.
0: Awesome. Yes. You definitely share a similar path that as to Robin and I because you have seen the pain points and the things that need to evolve within the industry and how the industry came from a pretty antiquated space. And there are so many things that we can do to support the modern travel advisor, whether it be tech or systems or just thinking in more efficient ways or evolving to the new type of consumer. So what we'd like to first ask you is Why or why not do you feel like AI is going to replace travel
2: advisors? I love this question. And I'm so glad that we're talking about AI, particularly because when you talk about the travel industry, it's one over the last 30, 50 years that has evolved so much. So when I think of, will it replace a travel advisor? I'm sure everyone thought that the internet would replace the travel advisor, that all of the new GDS tools would replace the travel advisor that Expedia would replace. You know, I can list so many technologies. I think there's so many opportunities for advisors to get a little bit lost in and you know fall behind if they don't take advantage of technologies and I'm sure we'll touch on that, but I in no way think that the role of an advisor and the value that an advisor can bring will be lost in any way. I actually think it'll be on them to show the true value by this new kind of addition of information that it brings to the table.
0: 100%. And Robin, I'll lob it to you next for your opinion, because I feel like there's just so much. We mentioned it in the intro. There's so much fear around if this is going to replace anyone, because I did do a little test last week and I put in to chat GPT, create a nine-day cycladic vacation with authentic and luxury boutique properties with activities every day and dining recommendations. And I will say it was incredibly impressive, but I still like there were so many clarifying points that I personally had that I was like, that's a good itinerary, but, and you know, I had obviously like I have an additional question of who this person is, what their priorities are, what their goals are, what the, their intrinsic motivators are. So it is absolutely an incredible tool. If you have not toyed around with Chad GBT, this let this podcast be the gateway drug for you and explore it, test it out, and just play with it and get familiar. But Robin, what is your perspective and how do you feel like this is going to impact whether Someone who's never worked with a travel advisor before may not or may still work with a travel advisor.
1: No, I absolutely love Grace's point on, like, oh, the internet was going to replace us, and then this was going to replace us, and then that was going to replace us, and nothing has yet. If anything, it's made that like personal connection that much more valuable. Mm-hmm. That's what people are seeking out. And even though this technology is coming up, and it's honestly, it scared me. Like, I was anti AI in the very beginning, it really freaked me out. And it still honestly kind of freaks me out. Like, it's (laughs) it's, it's, it's really really smart, like in a freaky kind of way. So I will say it still gives me like kind of the heebie-jeebies just a little bit because it feels like all of those like retro futuristic like movies are like actually happening now. But I think that there's so much, so many different aspects and ways that you can like bring it into your travel business to streamline your operations because you don't even necessarily need to use it for travel planning, you totally can. But like the way me and Jen have been using it has been mostly for like back end systems, like mm-hmm. for easily pumping out like an employee handbook outline that you can like mm-hmm. in with your business. Like there's so many different email script writing or objection handling and sales. Like there's so many ways to like lean on the platform that I really don't think that the human connection that you make with a client is ever going to be trumped by a robot necessarily. And anybody, any client who does kind of go that way is probably the client who's already, you know, price matching on Expedia or the person who doesn't really value the emotional relationship, which isn't your client most of the time. So I don't think we're going anywhere. I think in destination relationships, supplier relationships, it's just going to make those things that much more important. But this is a really cool tool to let you like get in there and get things done a little bit quicker or when you're like, oh my gosh, I have to create another piece of content. I literally can't. You can't now because they have like ID. There's so many things that you can do with this cool system. But yeah, I think it's fun to test all the ways because even now, like podcast scripts, me in general lean on it about pages and like short little bios for clips, like podcast clips and stuff. It's easy to plug your resume in and then have them send you this like bio of yourself that still needs to be tweaked. There's just like little tools that you can use and it saves you all of a sudden when scripting it goes from like, you know, two or three hours out of our day mm-hmm. to like 30 minutes. It's just amazing how much time you can get back. So and I'm all about streamlining systems. <laughs> Grace, I have a feeling you are too. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm learning to love it.
0: Absolutely. I think it's really interesting that you mentioned the back end piece because it is what we've leaned on. You know, we are not travel planners at this Point. We are servicing those who are planning travel, but it helped us in so many ways create skeletons of scripts and sales copy and these jumping off points. And that's what I really love is that especially when you hit kind of a creative roadblock, you can lean on something to at least give you an outline and give you a starting point. And sometimes let's flip it back to travel planning and travel advisors sometimes you don't know enough about a destination and all you really do need is a jumping off point. You need a little bit of information to get on that first initial sales call or intake call or discovery call or whatever you want to call it. And it just takes a little bit of information to make you sound knowledgeable. We love the term, you know, it's like fake it till you make it, but you you need a little bit of information before you can mm-hmm. completely fake it obviously. So, how do you feel if we were to to take it to the initial stages of travel planning, especially with your background in travel planning? Grace, how do you feel like this can help revolutionize a travel advisor's knowledge and enhance their experience when starting to work with a client. What do dinner reservations, spa bookings, and sourcing one-off hotels outside your scope all have in common? You don't ever have to do them again. No, seriously, that's what Lucia is for. Lucia is a freelancer marketplace where you can outsource items on your to-do list on a task-per-task basis. All freelancers, are sourced from within the travel industry. So if you're wondering, will they get it? They will. For a $57 discount
2: on your annual membership, head on over to the show notes and join Lucia today. I love kind of when we talk about the backend systems and processes. Honestly, I think a lot of ways that we'll use AI in our businesses won't even necessarily be facing us. We won't necessarily even be interacting with ChatGPT to know that we're interacting with AI. And I think there's going to be so many moments where our CRM tools are integrated with AI tools so that based on a client's interaction with your business, they can produce better sales copy, like you mentioned, or better emails and have all of that be automated. You know, there's so many opportunities for the backend parts of your business to run even without you. Again, there's still a long way to go for a lot of that copy to be tweaked and and all those preferences and things like that. But I think there's going to be so many opportunities where you won't even have to interact with it. For it to be working on your business so crm you know modifications or additions are like suggesting ways to reach out to clients i also think understanding clients preferences better so taking all of their past travels and being able to say based on all their past bookings because you have it in your crm or wherever you store it how can i next sell this to them or advise them on this or they should look in this part of the world you can even use it towards you know tailoring your understanding of your preferences with them And even like you said, tailoring your emails is just an easy way. But I think there's so many on the back end pieces that people won't even realize that they're interacting with it. So even if you're not necessarily excited about using ChatGPT or any of the other tools now, you may even just have it integrated in the future.
1: Which is so cool. We use ClickUp on our back end right now and it will already like start. You can use ClickUp AI and it'll help you with like outlines and things like that a really good point. I think it's going to just become almost nuanced. And there is like a slight caveat with ChatGPT. Like the first time you type something in, it's not going to be good. Like, no, no. To, definitely you know, not. It. Like, <laughs> yes. You have to have like the client preferences and things like you have to know that stuff about the client and input it into the system for them to actually mm-hmm. give you a recommendation that isn't just vanilla, you know, vacation somewhere. So I think there's a lot to be said too. like, it's it's a tool you almost have to like mold. And I was listening to another podcast on AI and somebody was saying that they envision like a future job being like an AI trainer for people. Yes, so like, or like
2: prompt writer, yeah. Right,
1: because that's it's so important. Like now I feel like my chat GPT is kind of caught up to like what I prefer. But mm-hmm. when I first started, I was like, who would use this? This literally is garbage. But I didn't know how to use it. Chat
2: GPT didn't really know what I was looking for. It takes that like time. I also feel like that's also some people's hesitation when they first try it. And it's their instant like pushback on the platform yeah. of like, well, it gave me a terrible answer. And you know, why would I keep using this? And I would just push anyone to maybe has that first reaction or first instinct to like, continue giving it a shot of playing around with it the way you would with any other tool, The same way we did with the iPhone when it first came out and other pieces of technology. When you first tried, it's gonna be a little bit different than what you know. But there's so many ways that you can push the buttons to get it to what you want. That, like you said, it'll get used to you. You'll get used to it, and it becomes a lot it's easier.
1: More weird, right? Like now it it's, it's so under- I, know. <laughs> I
2: know, and <laughs> I think that was. I went to a kind of a similar AI talk this weekend. I was at LE Miami, and it was one of those. I went to a similar one. It was a packed house, and everyone was so quick to jump on the speaker and be like, "Well, this, well, that." You know, I'm, I'm, and I'm rebutting this, and Interesting. no one was really like listening, and so I feel like. The same way that, you know, if you're curious about whether this fits or not, I would say the way you would with a new assistant, a new piece of technology, like give it a chance to work itself into your business in a way that's useful because you might be missing out on it.
0: I want us to circle back on exactly that point at the end of this podcast and kind of daydream and say, if you were travel planning, if you were a travel advisor currently, what pieces of your business would you be using this Mm. in? So think on that because I think that could really be fun and challenging. What I really think is important that you just mentioned without directly mentioning it is that chat GPT essentially is pulling information from the internet. It's scouring the internet and pulling the information. So it's an aggregate of information summarized based off of the Context that you've given it. What I want people to think about is we always advertise that travel advisors are providing ungoogleable experiences, right? Well, Chat GPT is giving people exactly that. It, they are the Googlable experiences. It's not giving them the behind the scenes curated experience. When I did pull that itinerary, yes, it was beautiful. Would anyone have had a fantastic nine-day Greek islands trip if they took that trip? Of course they would have. But it's the same reason that we work with DMCs rather than piecing it together based off of our knowledge. These in-destination experts have access to behind-the-scenes, hidden, unknown experiences. They're the ones that have created relationships with the farmhouse and the family that is, you know, <laughs> you're you're getting to go it, to the market with them and then sit at their family table and do these things. Chat GPT is never going to do that, right? Like the ungoogleable experiences are not accessible by the Google aggregate search. So if we're thinking, this is going to replace us, to me, it pushes travel advisors to embody more of what they're promising when they're advertising what they do, it's pushing us to tap into those destination experts and truly give once in a lifetime experiences. And I think essentially what will happen is that the luxury of working with a travel advisor will even be more of a luxury because people are going to go to someone when they really want something special. And again, That is what everyone is looking for when they're looking for clients. We have so many people complaining, like, I'm not getting the right client right now. They're price checking me all over the place. Well, maybe this is part of that shakeout. And it's just like 2020. We thought that was terrible. And it took a lot of people out of the industry that were just in it for the perks, that were not really leveling up to the expectation that we may have of peers or colleagues and so maybe this is also a little bit of a shakeout, and maybe it's okay. I just think let's flip the perspective for a hot minute and I'd agree.
2: A thousand percent. And I think when you talk about travel advisors delivering on the promise, I think underline that a hundred percent, just because when you're talking about saving people thousands of hours of doing the research, of providing unparalleled experiences they couldn't get otherwise. There is an abundance of information now, and this is only increasing the amount of information people now have access to. At no point has there been an information problem. It's been aggregating it to a way that fits a client better. This is aggregating information that you can find on the internet and absolutely can provide better prompts and better information. That can help for sure. But again, they can prompt another way and get a different hotel, a different type of experience. And it could be totally different. So the value of going to a travel advisor is being that an advisor, not just being an additional way to generate new information that you can still get anywhere. And so I think we're getting flooded with more info and an advisor can do just that and filter it a lot out a lot better. And I think as long as you lean into that and stop becoming, you know, more of a, just try to book people for the sake of it and, and you know, becoming that type of advisor, or of an agent. The more you lean into the advisor, I think the more value you'll not only bring for your clients, but the more people will value you and stop price checking you and you'll get the right types of clients.
1: Mm, I love that. Lean yeah. into the advisor versus the agent role. It's not going away, you know, like we're yeah. talking about regulating AI and sure, regulations probably would make sense but it's not going to just vanish. Like, you know, the internet, it was the same exact pushback from people like, oh, like they're going to regulate the internet and it's going to eventually go away. We don't need to learn this. And you did like, now if you're not online, it doesn't, you know, where are you type of thing, Mm -hmm. especially as a small business owner. So I think something to just know is you can either lean into it and like learn how it works for you or yeah, you're going to fall behind. Things are going to be longer. Your things are just going to take longer to do. And then eventually, yeah, it's, it's going to sink and it's going to suck you down. Mm-hmm. Like that, like almost like a little 2020 relapse of sorts. Yeah. But I also wanted to pick your brain, Grace, on some ways that VAs or current advisors, mm-hmm. like, cause obviously you guys are in like more of the VA space, mm-hmm. how you guys are utilizing it in that like travel support role, just to give a glimpse at like how
0: Well, and also, like, how is it making VA support more efficient too? Because right now, Robin and I get flooded on the daily about people that are wanting to hire support. And a lot of the time, they don't necessarily want long-term support. They actually are more, they're a better fit for working with Lucia on project-based scenarios. But if they do need long-term support as well, there are so many ways that a VA can be more efficient by working with versus against chat GPT. So with Lucia and your background on working with VAs, how do you feel like this is going to
2: evolutionize that? I could go on for hours, but I won't. I'll spare everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I'll spare everyone the details on that, but I'll give some of the main ways and I'll just kind of touch on them briefly. But I would say obviously copy anything related to text email and just any copy in general has obviously automatically been streamlined overnight. If you have the understanding of how to use the platform as a virtual assistant, you can now respond to your clients' emails, send emails to suppliers, create itinerary doc. The list just goes on and on and on. If you're not using that already as a virtual assistant, advisors, go get a new. You know like you're yeah. you're spending money that you shouldn't be and you don't need to be, especially if you're paying hourly. So that's like immediate number 1. I would say in the future with lucia and you know the way that we're using our platform we're trying to find ways so that you can even just have prompts be created for you automatic responses to emails and all those tools so that you don't even need to start going to chat typing in a hundred different prompts or responding back it should be able to see all of your clients preferences that you're working with And be able to automatically start generating responses of what you'd want to say back to them. And you can edit and tweak before sending it, et cetera. So like those are some of the ways that we're thinking about using it at Lucia so that our virtual assistants on the platform can like tailor things to the different advisors that they're working with, whether it's itineraries, et cetera, knowing what they know about all the different clients. I'd say also for any virtual assistants in general, whether you're working with them full time or part time. A lot of people are coming to us now for content. I know they go to you guys a ton for content too. They use us in different ways. It's not just text anymore. It's it's videos and photos and and other generated content in general. I don't necessarily love those photo and video-generated contents yet. We'll see where it goes. I do prefer copy over everything else at the moment, but I would say don't sleep on that either because we're in an industry where we're showing beautiful images of places around the world. We're not exactly showing like, How to do heart surgery, right? Like a lot of the copy and photos, I mean, for that is available everywhere around the world. So I would keep an eye out as well for like how a lot of the content we're creating can be transformed in that way. So I haven't seen a ton of it yet that I'm super impressed by that's usable, but I think it's not to say that it won't.
1: I agree with that 100%. I was playing around with it on Adobe. Mm-hmm. like branding stuff. And I was like, okay, I safe let's for the time being like, this is not anything I love yet. Again, who knows where it goes, how fast it learns all that junk. But it's so interesting because it's so behind on that aspect. Like the video, the- it's so much harder. So, I, you it, know, I'm not surprised. Yeah. 100%. And again, like, even if it's like, oh yeah, branding one day it'll generate a brand. No. Cause most clients don't know what they want with a brand. Like it's almost <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you gotta it goes back to vacations and clients. Mm-hmm. You'll need to know their preferences and be able to dissect that enough to give it good information. So there's a lot of ways where people are like it's going to replace all of our jobs. I don't think that. i mean, It'll
2: definitely transform them. Don't get it, me wrong. The same way that the internet transformed everything. The same way that you know Expedia transformed how most people don't use travel agent. Asterisks on the agent anymore. So yeah, it'll change things, but will not replace the job if anything, I think it'll make you more valuable if you know how to lean into it the right way.
1: And what if it changes things for the better? What if it changes things to where we yeah. can get more done in a four-day work week versus five? What exactly. if instead of being so scared by it, we like leaned in and embraced it and actually was like, whoa, this could bring us more boundaries and less work work, like less meaningless. Things. It's less busy work.
2: Yeah. And that's what we talk about all the time, especially when we're talking to like honestly mostly like investors in that side of the business when we're explaining how how Lucia works. Typically, the average advisor spends about 60% of their workday on like repetitive tasks, specifically repetitive, nothing that requires any brain power, nothing that requires creativity. You're both nodding, like you know. All of that can be at least streamlined. Not necessarily replaced. We haven't gotten there yet. Who knows? We'll see. But imagine you get to spend a hundred percent of your day now on things that are actually valuable and contributing to your business and creating some actual you know, value to yourselves and your clients. That to me is such a more valuable day than responding to emails mindlessly. So personally, I'd prefer that kind of a work day than, you know, just editing calendar invites all day long.
0: Or maybe actually spending four hours of your day working on your business rather than servicing your clients because that's the huge gap right now, right? Like, When we talk about CRM, people are like, Oh, that's my system. And it's like, but your clients are actually only like 50% of your business. There's an entire other side of your business, which is marketing and managing the finances and all of these other things that when travel advisors think of their business, they're thinking of their client base. They're not thinking from a holistic perspective. So what AI may be able to do for you, if you're able to hone its value and create email templates of pushback or all of these things that we've already kind of had fun testing out, but creating these email templates so that you can respond in a way that addresses their concern and just tailor that. We don't want to be robots. We're not telling people to be robots. And a lot of the time when we say templated emails, people are like, no, but I'm highly personal. We're not saying that. But again, (laughs) like
2: right? Do we hear that? How many times? Do we I hear, hear? that to every single person that I work with every single time. I'm highly personal. I get it. I get it. I agree, but it doesn't mean your emails are all that different. I'm sorry. Like It's yeah. an email. <laughs> I'm sure you as a person are very different than every other person I talk to, but it's still email. <laughs> it's not. And it's still the same questions over and over yeah, again, of right?
0: So if you were to sit down and create literature that allowed you to address those things, even if it were creating an FAQ document or email templates responding back to why pricing is bundled or why work with a travel advisor, like all of these things that we already feel like we're copying and pasting or regenerating manually every time. And it's taking up so much of our time. What if you could take all of that off your plate and actually walk away from the day being like, My business is in a good place. Not my clients are in a good place. My business is in a good place. Mm -hmm. My payroll has been processed. I know exactly how much I'm going to make next month because I was able to sit down and look at my forecasted numbers. That's the evolution we can look at. And when we stop fearing technology and embrace it, you open your mind up to being able to say, okay, what are the possibilities versus what am I losing here? What you're losing is the repetition we just mentioned. I was talking to my dad about chat GPT the other day and he's like, oh my gosh, these kids are never going to have to write an essay again. And I'm like, Well, you're right, but also you don't have to use an abacus anymore either. You know what I mean? My gosh, yeah. (laughs) The the things that you don't need to do, it's okay (laughs) if you don't need to do them ever again because we've evolved past needing to do those things. Just because we did a certain thing in school Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that school looks the same in 20 years because now kids are empowered with these things. But there's still going to be a human component but they're probably not going to have to create essays again because they're not going to have to be strictly manual when it comes to creating copy ever again. So they need to learn different things because the need will not be there in the job market if they learn those things anyways. That's going to be an antiquated skill and it's not going to be relevant anymore. So if you think of it that way, it's necessary. <laughs>
1: well, it's almost better for our kids. And again, I'm pregnant at the time. So I always think of this in like however many years until this, this kid's out of me and walking around in the world. But like now instead of kids, just constantly regurgitating because I that's how I felt in high school. I'm like, I'm just here to blah, blah information mm-hmm. back at you in an essay form and that's it. I feel like now it's time for educators to take it. And like, what do you glean from this information? Like, what are we getting out of it? And it's like going to have to be a lot more like dissecting information and creating our own ideas based off of it just mm-hmm. kind of what chat GPT is making us do anyways like again you've said it's coming from all of this is on the internet somewhere it's mm-hmm. just putting it into a condensed form for you but like now you have to kind of make it your own that's up to you and that can't be done by a robot It's just an interesting way to to think about all of that because my, my dad said the same thing. <laughs> He's <laughs> like,
2: what in the world? <laughs> and I, feel like when it, anyone, I feel like when we talk about ChatGPT, don't get me wrong. I'm aware that I'm on the younger side of the industry, right? So when I talk about this, everyone is probably rolling their eyes. If they know my age or, or can see my face, you'll, you can glean how old I am. Most people are like, all right, yeah, sure. You're just talking about the hype new thing. It'll be over with, whatever. Fine. Maybe it will be over with in your side of the internet that very soon and no one touches it. But there's a lot of 20 to 30-year-olds right now that are hustling using new technology that really want to take over the industry, that love the idea of working in travel and have no problem working super hard to get there. And they're going to use all the tools that they can. So regardless of how old you are or what technologies you have had in the past, literally anyone can use this technology. And we have dozens of individuals on Lucia that are well-retired from being advisors, and they are now just assistants on Lucia. And they're wizards on like all of this technology on ChatGBT. They're amazing. They're some of our highest-producing, we call them co-pilots, because, yeah, they understand the industry the best, and they didn't ignore all the new technology coming into the industry. So it's like if you're looking at this saying, like, I don't really know if it's for me. I'll just let the younger kids take this and run with it. Just know that, yeah, we are, we really want to, we really want to run with it, but I think that everyone should.
1: Attention travel advisors in need of a fresh, captivating website that showcases your unique style and services. Look no further than tonicsiteshop.com, your ultimate destination for stunning website templates designed for the modern entrepreneur. Tonic offers a curated collection of beautifully crafted website and social media templates that will transform your online presence. With their intuitive designs and customizable features, you can create websites that perfectly represent your brand and captivate your clients. Imagine dazzling your website visitors with breathtaking visuals, showcasing awe-inspiring destinations, and enticing them to embark on unforgettable journeys with you. Tonic makes it all possible. Whether you specialize in luxury getaways, adventure travel, or to bespoke itineraries, Tonic has the perfect template to suit your unique style. From elegant layouts to seamless navigation, your new website will leave a lasting impression on your clients. We actually used Tonic's social media and website templates when we launched our rebrand at the beginning of the year, and I cannot express how easy they made the entire process worried about the technical aspects don't be tonics templates are designed and show it to be user-friendly allowing you to easily customize and update your website without any coding knowledge it's as simple as adding your own content and images so say goodbye to outdated websites and hello to a fresh modern online presence that sets you apart from the competition boost your credibility and attract new clients with a website that shows off your expertise and passion for travel your old website is already jealous. Head on over to tonicsiteshop.com to browse their collection of stunning templates and start building your dream website that will leave a lasting impression on your clients. And be sure to use the code me at checkout for 15% off your purchase. That's T-I-Q-U-E, SentMe, me, all one word, at checkout.
2: You get to have more time back in your life. You'll get to be able to spend more time with, whether it's your dog, your kids, your grandkids, it doesn't matter. There's benefits across any age span. So that's just something that I like to throw in because I'm aware that me being younger maybe gets people to be turned off by that right away. And I just hope it's the opposite, honestly.
1: I understand that 100%. And also you get to choose where you use this in your business. You don't yeah. have to use this with client trips. You can use this strictly for marketing. Like you can use this strictly for internal operations if that's where you feel comfy, cozy, and yeah. it feels weird to introduce it to the client side. Fine, don't introduce it to the client side. Stay super you know, in the weeds, but like streamline the backend stuff mm-hmm. Is is where I would say. Like if I don't, if you're totally against getting started with it on the clients, great. Yeah. I would recommend that.
2: And if you're someone who's like, no, I really want to stay in the weeds on the back end, then you are a very specific, interesting person that maybe should talk to either of us. (laughs) Maybe because, you know, there is so much else out there that you should be working on. But other than that, like, there's just so many opportunities. And like I said, we both can probably list them for days. And I'm sure we will in many opportunities. But like, there, these are just some of the general ones that can be touched upon. But like you said, it does not have to be client facing. Like you can find it in so many avenues and you don't have to be just kind of like writing it off on that side of your business.
0: If you never want to have a quote unquote robotic response, which I just, we obviously don't believe in that because we have our elevated experience workflow and we have all of our client experience emails templated. So we believe that you can personalize something that's used over and over again. But if you're like, no, I want to maintain control because that's what it essentially boils down it to is feeling really like up. you have control. Mm-hmm. If you want to feel like you have control over that, use it for newsletters. Use it to help you create 10 prompts for captions. Like You don't even have to use the words that it generates for you. You can ha- have it give you ideas of things or give me the, the typical... 10 day itinerary for Japan because you've never planned it before. And that way you can go to a DMC and say, this is what I found, but I want you to get creative with it because you are able to use that. Again, none of it has to be templated. None of it has to, you don't have to use the words, but allowing it to give you ideas, I think is incredibly impactful and trims a lot of time for the research.
2: Yeah, I even was at a conference last week, like I mentioned, and I literally used it to come up with ways to just walk up to advisors that I didn't know and come up with creative w- ways to like start talking to them. Me being someone who has very hard time walking up to strangers to start talking with them, I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to like be the extrovert that I know I am. <laughs> and I literally used it for ways to come up with basically how to talk to people that you don't know and just like walk up to them and start talking to them at like a conference. Oh
1: my gosh, that's so funny.
2: I, I really did. Shame I would never have
1: thought of doing it. See, like yeah. every single time yeah. I like listen to a podcast, talk to people about AI, somebody has like an idea and I'm like, I would have never in a million years thought of that. But that's genius.
0: Exactly. I love that because that's just like Robin said, like that's never where my brain would have gone with it. But I have found myself for even personal things now opening ChatGPT mm-hmm. and starting a prompt because I feel like I have mom brain, I'm sleep deprived. And I just like, things are not firing in all cylinders. So I've got these like topics that are like this, this, and some of them are not work related at all. They're just life related. So I know that I mentioned in the beginning, what would you personally do if you're a travel advisor in the current climate, I say, of technology? Grace, we'll start with you. Like, where would you be using it in your business? And I know this is endless, so I'm not asking you to yeah, I won't list them all. Over. I know, but like, I, I think that this is interesting because the way you just used it is such a unique thing that I would have never thought of. So this is a really cool exercise for you to share where you see the possibilities if you were still sitting in the travel advisor seat that you were in years ago.
2: Yeah. I was with a few travel advisor friends this weekend at a wedding and they were dealing with like a client emergency. So this one's very top of mind how to respond to clients who are breaking the boundaries that you set with them, how to interact with them in a way that will get them to understand where you're coming from and basically put them back into speaking to you like a business professional, ways to just make sure that you maintain the right relationship with them and reset your boundaries. So that's, I think, a fantastic way to use it. So responding to clients in a way that maybe you wouldn't necessarily speak as eloquently as you could, uh, I would say might be a good one. Chat JVT is not necessarily very emotional uh, unless you tell it to be. So I that's was just really gonna helpful. say
0: removing <laughs> the emotion out of it is probably one of the most important things it can do for an
2: advisor in that situation. Overwhelmingly. And I would say, you know, usually I tell myself, go on a walk, take a day before you respond. Now I don't have to. Now I can just Maybe you still should so that you can, you know, let them simmer too, but you get my point. So I think that's a really, really important one. I'd say also how to fire a client. So like when you know that a client's not a good fit and just creating the right framework of, like you said, those templated emails for just things that you shouldn't be spending your time recreating over and over again. Because I'll be honest, my sales emails, my customer support emails for Lucia, they may all look different. Well, they did look different before we templated them, but they all look different, but they're all saying the same thing. So there's just so many ways that you can streamline your emails. Now on the more creative side though, I'd just add that you can use a lot of ways of like give me creative tips on how to find this type of customer in this type of industry. How do I meet them? You know, you can brainstorm with ChatGPT on ways to drive business, on ways to move into the right parts of the industry. You can use it with finances too, but I won't necessarily get into that. You talk to your accountant about that, but I would <laughs> say I won't touch that for legal reasons, but there's so many ways even legal. Like again, use a I lawyer. was just going to say we could quickly clear. pull up a disclaimer for that. <laughs> <laughs> always always use a lawyer, but like for for the things in your business that require brainstorming, you can brainstorm it with like another person as if it's another person that you're working with. And so that can be used on every whatever. There's like seven facets of your business, right? Like in each single one, you have to brainstorm so many different topics all day long. Use ChatGPT. Lean into it. There's also other tools, not just ChatGPT, but that's just a really easy one that we can talk about. So, yeah, like I said, I can go on and on and on, but I would say, like setting those boundaries and using it as ways to drive more of the right business are probably the most useful tools I would say right now, based on where the industry is. Again, in the future, there'll be ways that'll be integrated into the t- technology that you already use, so you wouldn't even necessarily have to use ChatGPT to be using AI. But for now, if we're talking about just prompting things on your own, I think those are the two best.
0: Robin, what are your ideas? I feel like she's she's writing down notes.
2: over there. She's got big stirring.
1: My brain is like firing now. But my very first, when you first like posed the question, Jen, my first thought was SOPs. It's something that holds mm-hmm. like many people back. And there's, now, softwares that will help you actually get through it without you like taking the time to either write it out or video or whatever it is. So 1000%, I would have created a really robust SOP manual so I could bring help on and like a VA or somebody mm-hmm. on the long term. Personally, now what I wish I would have done as an advisor is worked with ChatGPT to really, really refine my like mission, vision, vision unique value proposition, all of those sales messages that I really needed. Like right now, we can have it for like do a whole competitive analysis on our website versus, you know, another competitors. And like what makes me different than that advisor over there? That is huge. Like it gives you really good ideas. And you don't have to go with every one of them, but getting you started, there's we were doing Teeth Week with people and we were talking about their mission statements. Everyone's like, I don't know what I do. Like, I don't know my vision statement. I don't know where to even start with creating it. Give Chat GPT your website and have them write your mission statement or at least give you an idea or like some starting points for that statement. But I think that would have been just a game changer for me. Cause then my marketing messaging would have gotten like so crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Now, one of my favorite things with chat GPT that we're working on, it will help you like create quizzes. So I'm like a big Ooh. old email marketing person and we're going to create a quiz for our website mm-hmm. coming up in the next like couple months or whatever. But now there's even AI to help you create those quizzes. And like, yeah. I mean, if you want people on your email list, the best way to get people on there is quizzes, like in mm-hmm. little, you know, get to know you. Oh, I
2: might steal that a little bit.
1: <laughs> it has like a quiz. Builder it's awesome. But it's a really awesome way to generate those creative things where you're like, I don't have the brain power to, you know, create a whole quiz. Great. Somebody else does. Like, And it's a robot. So those are the ways that I wish I would have leaned into it more. And, you know, now we are leaning into it a little bit more with Teak, especially. Jen, what about you?
0: The things that sucked my time were helping other advisors create pushback scripts. So helping in those emotional moments like Grace mentioned, but also the other pieces that were really bogging me down from working on the business was being able to get newsletters out on a timely basis So creating copy for newsletters would have been an easy number one for me to do. Mm -hmm. Like that's just such an easy way of using chat GPT that it's unquestionable that that would have been a primary thing for me to use it as. I would have created a lot more templated emails and I would have used copy to create the like what to do when guide. Like we've manually created it now and it's available as it stands but i made all of that up and i wasn't utilizing an efficient system to create what to do when your plane is delayed what to do when your hotel room is unsatisfactory like all of that could have been done so much faster mm-hmm. and it took years to end up creating all of these resources and pieces of literature
2: for clients to utilize that would now take a day if you had Literally the right a day. I mean, we we did the same thing with our SOPs for our co-pilots on the platform and a whole FAQ page. We came up with like, not only did we not come up with the FAQs, but we didn't answer them either because ChatGPT generated all of it. Yes, I tweaked in and added and re-edited for me. But the whole process, I mean, hundreds of FAQs between both the co-pilot and the advisor side took me less than an hour.
0: That's incredible. That's insane. I just feel like there were a lot of things I, I wasn't, I simply wasn't doing that I would now be able to do in such a faster way without having to pay to outsource it. And there's still absolutely going to be the personalization that goes along with it, but I would have 100% used it to brainstorm before intake calls. And I think a lot of people to Robin's point about like the sales narrative a lot of people are not comfortable with the concept of sales. They just really love travel and they wanna help people travel well and they're passionate about travel and they're educating and that is in turn becoming sales. But to be able to actually create my sales narrative for each client from the inquiry form before going into that call Would have been so impactful. And then to even be able to coach it, like we've said, and say for a retired grandfather hoping to take his family on a multi-gen trip who has southern values and traditional is more traditional, like to be able to even create like how to talk to someone, Mm -hmm. especially if you don't have the background in psychology and you're trying to just create like a values-based approach to working with someone, you can take what you know from an inquiry form and get your mind right before you go into the call. And so many people are taking the information at face value on the inquiry form, and they're not looking at the person. They're looking at the destination, how many days, the budget. And to be able to say like, okay, let's take this deeper and find out what I know about this person and convert it to a sales pitch before I even get on the call would be so scalable. Like you (laughs) could just dominate every call if you actually were able to hone it in that way rather than looking at the inquiry form as this factual and
2: transactional piece of your process. That was a long experience. Love that. That was such a mic drop. That was great. I oh, love Jesus. that so much.
0: All of that. <laughs> Ideas. Oh
2: my I god. We were both just like sitting in that. That was so good.
0: All right. Well, Grace, anything else to add before we wrap this up because I and that's such a broad statement. Like anything else to add on the world of technology and AI, please?
2: Yeah. Oh, oh, just a few, but no. I would say above all else, don't be afraid of technology. Don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid of learning. Just always be willing to learn. And this is such a great opportunity for everyone to find ways to, without much risk, try it in their business. And that's all I ask. One quick try of it. Give it a chance. Be curious. And that's all you can really ask for. And hopefully this has been useful. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for what this means for the industry, honestly, more than anything else.
0: I absolutely agree with that. Is there, I want to ask this before we go, because I think it's really important to be, I don't want to say relatable, but also you mentioned that you have just a variety of co-pilots working with you. But when this came on the scene, were you nervous about ChatGPT creating less of a need for your business? Was that something that like even...
2: Oh my gosh. There was a good month where I was like freaking out of what are we going to do as a business? How are we going to be still relevant? And it was that initial shock factor of like, this is the unknown and what do I not know? And so much was changing when it first came out. And I was obsessing over trying to learn as much as I could so that I knew how to integrate it into our business. I think now I've taken a more settled approach of, again, same thing that I'm preaching, of figure out ways that it can improve the business and the services that our virtual assistants provide, and also find ways to provide useful AI tools. But don't assume that humans are irrelevant. It's more about finding the ways that humans can work with AI. And I think in the coming months, we'll be doing a lot to that end. And I think that everyone should be kind of with that same mindset. So I'm probably in the same boat as everyone else. And it took me a good month, I would say, before I kind of like settled with my own thoughts on it. So very, very similar to you guys as well. And I'm sure a lot of other people. But again, once you get kind of over that shock, there's a lot there that you can use and not necessarily be afraid of.
0: Robin, is there anything else that you want to add on AI that you feel like is important as a takeaway for anyone listening? And maybe this is like even a new concept for them. They haven't even scratched the surface in AI before.
1: Yeah. Like Grace said, be curious, test it out and know that it it will take training. Like I don't think this is going to get rid of our jobs anytime soon. It will, like we said, change the roles maybe, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. We don't have to let it be a bad thing. Staying up on technology isn't Isn't replacing the human aspect. If it's uncomfortable for you, use it in the parts of your business that you're okay with outsourcing. I guess or having that AI piece be a part of. But no, I'm just excited. I think it's a. Again, it still scares me. I will be honest. There are things it does where I'm just like, I can't (laughs) believe that a machine does that. But it's a very cool. We're living in a very cool time, I think, in terms of technology. I mean, to be able to see like the iPhone come out and see how crazy that went. Now, like. I just don't even know where this new piece is going, but I'm excited to kind of see what happens with it and where it goes and how it can make hopefully small business owners' lives better and easier and give us time back.
0: Amazing. Well, we hope that this helps take some of the fear out of the concept of AI. We strongly believe that if you do lean into this technology, you can work to make yourselves more valuable and provide more support for your clients. Grace, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast today. And we are so thankful that you took time to join us as well as reach out and broach us about this subject. So thank you so much. Of
2: course. Thank you guys so much for having me.
1: Such a fun topic. So fun to pick on it. So thanks for being our inaugural guest. We loved having you. And thank you to all of our listeners for joining another episode of Teak Talks. You're loving our content. We'd love and appreciate your support and feedback. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe so that you never miss when an episode drops. And while you're there, please leave us a rating and review. We're sending you a long distance cheers because you just finished another episode of Teek Talk.
0: If you loved what you heard, hit subscribe and head over to the show notes for any resources and a summary of this episode. In the meantime, if you
1: want more access to us, we are personally inviting you to join our Niche by teak community where we host live events, answer your questions, share destination masterclasses, and give you a front row seat to all the resources that we launch throughout the year.
0: Plus, what's better than being surrounded by like-minded advisors that are hyping you up to succeed each day? We think nothing.
1: Head over to www.thq.com backslash niche to join the community today.